evening. Eh? So tonight is the last talk. Eh? Tonight the <coughs> topic eh, is why bhavana is so important. This word bhavana <coughs> is one of the ways eh, we can get blessings, eh, punya. I've mentioned before eh, the three ways of getting blessings eh, as mentioned in Anguttara Nikaya. 8.36 eh? is dana, sila, and bhavana. Dana is charity eh? or generosity. Sila is moral conduct, not harming other beings. Eh? Bhavana is development. Eh? Or dana and sila, eh? we already spoke about on the first night. <coughs> Dana and Sila gives us worldly blessings. And if you practice Dana and Sila, you raise your blessings in the present life. In Cantonese, we say, To wan so ko. Hokkien, we say, To nan ji un ka kwan. And so we decrease our bad luck. Many of us, we have karmic obstructions, eh? various kind of karmic obstructions that make our life not so smooth. Lah. And uh, this will decrease eh, when you raise your blessings eh, by practicing dana and sila. Even some people who are disturbed by spirits, eh, when they practice dana and sila, eh, after that they are no more disturbed by spirits. Lah. Some people see ghosts and that is principally because they want so tight blessings lower but when they practice dana and sila after that they also don't see also we practice dana and sila because our blessings increase we become more happy and when we become more happy, uh, we can get rid of remorse, we can get rid of depression, etc. Uh, as I mentioned today, uh, the Dhamma that the Buddha taught, uh, he said, Isanditiko, can be seen in this very life. The result uh, of your practice, uh, you will know in this very life. Uh, you don't have to wait for the next life. Uh, Also, if you have dana and sila, the Buddha said, your next rebirth will be as a human being. Or if you do dana and sila to a greater degree, you are reborn in the sensual desire heavens. Now, bhavana development is spiritual blessings. It is higher kind of blessings uh, than dana and sila. La. And this word bhavana, uh, in Chinese, uh, I like to translate it as siu sing. Uh, siu sing means uh, siu sing wei. Uh, we change our character. La. Because the Buddha said uh, that if you want to be reborn in heaven, uh, 
have to change your character until you have the character of a Deva or Devi. Then only uh, you are qualified to go to heaven. So it is, uh, although we say Siu Sing, it's not only Siu Sing, it's also Siu Sin. Because it is development of character and development of mind. When you do these two things, develop your character and develop your mind, you become a higher class of living being. And it can bring you to a heavenly rebirth. Even higher than the sensual desire realm, sensual desire heavens. What is development of character? Development of character means we get rid of unwholesome states of mind and we develop wholesome states of mind. This is very important because the state, the state of our mind conditions or determines the kind of actions that we do. If you have an unwholesome state of mind, like some people have a lot of greed, a lot of anger, etc., then they do unwholesome actions that harm other beings. But if you have a wholesome state of mind, then you will do wholesome actions that benefit more than harm other beings. This development of character, getting rid of unwholesome states, and developing wholesome states uh, is a factor of the Aryan Eightfold Path. It is the sixth factor uh, called right effort. Right effort uh, is defined as the effort uh, to get rid of unwholesome states of mind and to develop wholesome states of mind. uh. Unwholesome states of mind uh, are things like greed, Anger and hatred, arrogance, laziness, shamelessness, uh, etc. And then wholesome states of mind are generosity, morally upright, having gratitude, having humility, having compassion and loving kindness, etc. In the Dhammapada verses by the Buddha, the first and the second verse uh, goes like this. La. The Buddha said, the Mind is the forerunner of all states. Mind is chief. Mind made are they. If one acts with an impure mind, uh, suffering follows one. Like, like the wheel follows the foot of the ox. Uh. And then the second verse is, Mind is the forerunner of all states. Mind is chief, mind made are they. If one acts with a pure mind, happiness follows one. Like the shadow that never leaves. So, our mind states determine our thoughts, whether they are wholesome or unwholesome. And that determines our actions through the body, speech and mind. And our actions, uh, if we do it constantly, uh, it becomes habit. Uh, 
So our habits uh, determine our character. Uh, and our character uh, determines the soul, the lingun, uh, inside of us. Uh. In the suttas, the Buddha called this the mind-made body. It is your mind uh, that makes up, makes this soul. Some monks say there is no soul. That is because of their wrong understanding of the word soul. I also used to think uh, that in Buddhism there is no soul. Because we are used to the Christian concept uh, that soul is something that is permanent, everlasting. But in the Oxford English Dictionary, uh, the soul is defined as the spiritual or immaterial part of a human being, often regarded as immortal. Uh, in Hinduism, it is called astral body. Uh. In Chinese, we call it lingun. Uh. The Buddha did not say uh, that there is no soul. The Buddha did say uh, that there is nothing uh, in the whole world uh, that is permanent, everlasting, that is immortal. Uh. So we must differentiate uh, the word anatta from this word soul. Uh. Anatta is no self, uh, meaning no thing uh, that is permanent, everlasting. Mm. But in Buddhism, the soul is impermanent. In fact, uh, in Buddhism, the Buddha said, when we pass away, there are five destinations of rebirth. Uh. Two are happy destinations. Three are woeful destinations of rebirth. The two happy ones uh, are <coughs> heaven and human rebirth. If we are reborn in these two realms, uh, we are generally happy. The three woeful planes uh, is the ghost realm. Worse than the ghost realm uh, is the animal realm. And worse than the animal uh, is the hell realm. Sometimes we wonder why, some people wonder why, why the ghost uh, is worse than, the, the, the animal uh, is worse than the ghost. Because animals, uh, especially wild animals, uh, live in fear all the time. Big creatures will eat the small creatures. So suppose you are a smaller creature in the forest, uh, you have to kill uh, to find your food. So every day, because of hunger, you have to go out to look for food. But at the same time, bigger creatures are also looking for food. <laughs> so if you get caught by a bigger creature, uh, you'll be eaten alive. Uh. Your flesh will be torn from you. So it's a very frightening world. Uh. Worse than the ghost. Uh. So... So this, uh, just now I mentioned, there are five destinations of rebirth. Huh? If, we, if we look carefully, huh? only two of them huh, have a flesh body. That is the human and the animal realm, huh? they have flesh body. The other three huh, do not have a flesh body, but they have a body. What kind of body do they have? They exist in the spirit form, devas and devis. Uh, ghosts and hell beings. So this spirit body uh, is exactly the soul that we have inside of us. When beings are reborn in the womb uh, or reborn in the egg, uh, 
It is the spirit that enters the womb. The, sp- the spirit enters the egg. Mm. But in the womb also, it lodges itself in the egg. Lah, the mother's egg. Lah, ah. So, if, it, if this being does not go into that egg, lah, the egg will not develop. Lah. Uh, we know uh, this uh, farm chickens, uh, when they lay eggs, uh, that egg by itself will not hatch into a chick. Yeah? Why? Because it is not fertilized. So a being uh, must enter the egg uh, before it can develop. So our body uh, is just a shell. Just a shell. When we die, uh, we have to leave this shell. It is because it is a shell uh, that sometimes uh, some people with a weak mind, uh, they can be possessed. So when they are possessed, uh, other beings enter their body. And somebody has told me uh, that fellow is uh, he has experience of tiu tong, la, going to a trance, la, tiao tang. La. He said when the spirit goes inside, uh, it's like two beings inside him. <laughs> two persons inside him. Uh, he knows. He cannot do, do anything. La. Uh, so that's why we have a soul. And that soul is a spirit, uh, just like Devas and Devis, ghosts and hell beings. Uh. Now, there is a basis for this soul uh, in the suttas. A lot of people, they study Abhidhamma and Abhidhamma says there is no soul. Uh. There is no being that enters the womb. Uh. And this contradicts the suttas. Uh. In the Diga Nikaya number 2, uh, the Buddha talk about the different kinds of psychic powers that he has. The Buddha has many kinds of psychic powers. And one of them, the Buddha said, is the ability to take out from the top of his head another body. And the Buddha calls it the mind-made body. This is the spirit part of man. So that is the astral body that the Buddha can take out. Sometimes in the middle of the night, uh, some of his disciples are striving very hard to meditate, uh, to keep awake. uh, But because they don't sleep enough, uh, they fall asleep. So the Buddha would go to them uh, from the head, uh, come out and go to them. uh, And then wake them up. And then come back. uh, uh. So there is a basis for this. uh, for this soul uh, in the suttas. Another one is in the Dananjani Sutta, Majjhima Nikaya Sutta 97, where it is said uh, that if your karma is so heavy, uh, so bad, uh, that you're destined for hell, uh, the moment you die, uh, hell beings will come up uh, and drag that being down to hell. So what is it that they drag? They're not dragging the corpse. They're dragging the soul of this man. That's why in Chinese uh, we talk about Ngao Tao Ma Min, Gu Tao Bin. I have a devotee who told me the father, a few days before the father died, uh, having dinner, uh, he's, the father saw uh, this Gu Tao Bin, uh, Ngao Tao Ma Min, waiting uh, at the door. So that is another sutta. Uh, 
also in the Majjima Nikaya Sutta 38 and 93, yeah, uh, the Buddha said, uh, for rebirth in the womb, uh, there must be three conditions. The first is mother and father must come together. Uh, the second condition, the mother must be in the right season. Uh, so there is an egg there that is fertilized. Uh, the third condition, uh, there must be a being uh, called the Gandaba in the suttas, uh, waiting to enter the egg uh, in the womb. Uh. So from here you see uh, that there is a being uh, that enters the womb, uh, enters the egg. Uh. But like in Abhidhamma, they say the consciousness enters. But in the suttas, you cannot have consciousness without a body. Because consciousness refers to the six types of consciousness. The eye consciousness, ear consciousness, nose consciousness, tongue consciousness, body consciousness and mind consciousness. So without these uh, sense organs, uh, how can you have consciousness? You cannot have. And then also in the Anguttara Nikaya, I think Book of the Force, uh, the Buddha said there are four types of beings that enter the womb. La. One enters the womb unknowing, la, blur, blur. Stays in the womb also unknowing. Comes out, la, is born also unknowing. The second type, la, he enters the womb knowing. Then he stays in the womb unknowing. Comes out also unknowing. The third, la, enters the womb knowing. Stays in the womb also he knows. But when he comes out, he doesn't know. The fourth time uh, is like our bodhisattva, the mind is strong. Um, he said he entered the womb knowing, stay in the womb also knowing. When he came out of the womb also he knows. Uh, so from here, you can see uh, that there is a being uh, that enters the womb. Uh. So on top of this, uh, we have uh, experience of people uh, who who sort of uh, give credence uh, to this uh, soul theory. Uh. One is uh, an old devotee of mine. Uh, he said uh, many years ago, uh, the auntie had a very nasty character, full of hatred, full of anger. And two days before the auntie died, uh, before she died two days, uh, the Takula teeth came out. Teeth like Pontiana, so she looked like Pontiana. Mm -hmm. The children saw, uh, the children got a shock. Uh. The man who told me also saw, uh, otherwise he would not believe. Uh. They tried to cover the mouth, uh, cannot cover. Mm. Two days later, uh, this auntie died. The moment she died, uh, the teeth disappeared. What does it mean? It means because of her fierce character, uh, she has turned into a Dakula, a Pontiana. The soul has changed into a Pontiana. Mm. Then recently, one of my devotees also told me the sister married a businessman. And this businessman, because of greed, uh, he got this Kuikia, Kwai Chai, from Thailand. This uh, ghost uh, spirit, they keep this ghost uh, and they feed the ghost uh, and the ghost will help them. Uh, so as a result, uh, this man became a multi-millionaire, uh, made a lot of money. Uh, but now that he's old, uh, he's dying. 
now he has to pay back. Mm. So he keeps seeing that ghost lah, wants to bring him into the ghost realm. So he's very frightened. Uh, he doesn't want to die. He holds on to life. Lah. Refuse to die. But over the days, uh, the face starts to change. Uh, change into a fierce ghost. Uh. So, change so much that uh, the wife also cannot recognize him. It's no more the same person. Change into a ghost. Uh. So these are real life experiences. Uh. Are we here? Uh? Another one is uh, one man many years ago. Uh, one man told me his experience. Uh, he was possibly a gangster. Uh. He said uh, there were three or four men who wanted to kill him. Uh. So he knew uh, he was running away, uh, ran as fast as he could. Uh. These four men were also running after him uh, as fast as they could. Uh. He kept running and suddenly he heard a gunshot. Boom. He kept running kept running and something told him uh, that he must stop and look back so he he stopped uh, and turned around and he saw his body lying on the floor he got a got a surprise uh. he's out of his body already and then something told him uh, after a while uh, that he must go back a thought came uh, I must go back I must go back mm. So he said he went back into the body uh, and he survived. If he did not go back, uh, he would not have survived. Nowadays on the internet, uh, we also hear about many of this out-of-body experience. Hmm? They come out of the body like during the operation. Uh, but then they go back. Uh. If they didn't go back, uh, they would have died. But there's a, there's a few books uh, by some doctors. Uh. One is Dr. Moody. He wrote a book, uh, he interviewed about 150 people who died. Uh, some died in accident, some died on the operating theatre. And then after, they died about 10 or 20 minutes. Uh, then they came out of the body. After they came out of the body, uh, there was no, no more body pain. So they were very relieved. Uh, and some of them even met, met some, some being, a uh, ball of light. Uh, uh. And they are quite happy to go off, la, to follow that being. But usually, uh, they realize uh, that their close, their beloved ones uh, are crying. La. Family members are crying. So, they come back, la, come back into the body. Uh. If they did not come back, uh, they went off, uh, they would not uh, live. La. Uh. So... So from here, uh, you see, uh, our character uh, de determines uh, the soul, uh, the type of soul we have inside. Uh. Uh -huh. So it's very important, uh, if you want to go to heaven, you have to change your character uh, until you become a Deva or Devi. Uh. So how do we change our character? Two factors of the Aryan Eightfold Path we need to use. Uh. One is right effort, the other one is right mindfulness. Right effort, uh, as I mentioned, uh, is to change your, get rid of your unwholesome states of mind, uh, greed, anger, and all that, uh, and develop wholesome states of mind, uh, generosity, uh, loving kindness, etc. Uh, so, to do this, uh, you have to use right mindfulness. You got to be observant uh, of your body actions. You got to be observant of your speech. Uh, 
uh, we got to be observant of your mind. Uh, so, like for example, if anger arises, uh, and you are practicing Buddhist, uh, when anger arises, uh, suddenly you know uh, anger is no good. Uh, because if you continue to be angry, uh, it becomes a habit. No? There are some people, very easy to get angry one. They just say something that they don't like, uh, they flare up. Hmm? You see, sometimes in the newspaper, we, we read about road rage. This is because of fighting for a parking space, uh, somebody is killed. Yeah? Uh, no need for all that. Ma. Uh, so, we have to be observant of our body, our feelings, our mind, uh, and Dhamma also. Dhamma because we, have to, we want to live our life according to Dhamma. So, that's why every day we must listen to the original suttas of the Buddha, original words of the Buddha to guide us. So, that's why we have to reuse right mindfulness. Right mindfulness uh, is to be mindful of the body, feelings, mind and Dhamma. Uh. So, this uh, is contemplation. In Chinese, we say nei guan. And it's to be practiced uh, outside of meditation, in everyday life. Actually, the Pali term is vipassana. Vipassana, uh, sometimes people translate wrongly uh, as insight. Uh, after this, I'll tell you why it cannot be insight. Uh, it is contemplation, and it is contemplation in everyday life. Mm. So, so, if you practice uh, this uh, development of Character, uh, every day you have to make one, uh, look inward. Uh. Uh, most of us, uh, we are used to looking outwards, complaining about this person, that person's fault. Uh. Uh, every time you point a finger at somebody, uh, three fingers are pointing back at you, uh, you don't notice. Uh. Uh, so, when you look at other people's fault, uh, there are so many people looking at your fault. Mm. If we don't look at our own fault, uh, we never admit, you know, our faults. There are some people you want to help them. Uh, you tell them their fault. Uh, they get more angry. Yeah, because they think they are perfect. Uh, they don't have fault. Yeah. Uh, but if you have any friction with other people, uh, uh, then usually something wrong with your fault. With your fault. Uh, with, with your character. Uh, otherwise, you won't have friction with people. Yeah. Mm. So have to remember uh, always to make one look in inwards. Uh, we cannot change other people's character, but we can change our character. And it's important to change our character, otherwise uh, we will go into the three woeful planes of rebirth. Uh. If a, a normal person, uh, a normal person does not do much evil, uh, but a normal person is selfish. Mm, as Katanese say, kiki ku kiki. Yeah? Uh, so, uh, because of that, uh, most human beings, after we pass away, will be reborn in the ghost realm. That's why uh, you find uh, most people when they are about to die, uh, are they happy? No, they are afraid. Why? Or can say, Ho Hia Ti Lai Liao. Your departed relatives have come. Grandmother, grandfather come to welcome you to the ghost realm. Uh, or your father and mother. So when you see that, uh, you don't want to go home. Uh. That's why you find most people when they are dying, uh, they're scared. They don't want to go. They're not close their eyes. They're not close the light at night. They're not be alone in the house. Must always not have somebody around. Uh, that's not a good sign. 
if you have practiced the Dharma correctly, yeah, when you're about to die, yeah, you see devas and devis coming to welcome you. <laughs> so you'll be, you'll be very happy. Uh, so always remember uh, to look at our own faults because uh, where we go for rebirth uh, is all in your hands. You can't pray to go to heaven, you know. In Buddhism, uh, I like to say Buddhism is a DIY religion. Do it yourself. Nobody can bring you to heaven. The Buddha said, uh, what we want, uh, you cannot get by prayers. No amount of prayers will get you what you want. No vows will get you what you want. Uh, you cry, uh, so you won't get what you want. The Buddha said, you can get, uh, why is there so much suffering in the world? Every day, beings in the hell uh, are burned, are tortured, are cut. Every day they are crying. Who is helping? Nobody can help a single one of them. Ghosts every night are crying, hungry, nothing to eat. Have to eat dead cops, have to eat dead chicken, dead lizard, dead frog, all these things. Nothing to eat, have to go to the jamban. So, who is helping? Nobody is helping, nobody can help. Our life uh, is according to our karma. No one can bless us, no one can curse us. Our good deeds, uh, our good actions will bless us. Our evil actions will curse us. Mm. That's why it's very important to know the Dhamma so that we can lead our life uh, in the right way. The second one is develop, development of mind. Our mind uh, is covered by five hindrances, five things uh, that obstruct us, that give us a lot of annoyance, give us a lot of mental suffering. These five things, uh, normally we say sensual desire, ill will or anger, sloth and topper, making us very lazy, very sleepy, very blur blur, restlessness and worry. And fifth is doubt. So these five things, uh, sometimes uh, they obsess your mind. Uh, if they become strong, uh, they obsess your mind. You see in the paper sometimes an uh, old man uh, raped the daughter or raped the granddaughter because sensual desire he cannot control. And some people, because of anger, uh, sometimes the father quarrel with the son uh, and somebody kills somebody. Yeah. Uh, so these five hindrances, uh, the Buddha said in the Sangyutta Nikaya 46.40, Buddha said, monks, these five hindrances are causes of blindness making lack of vision, causing lack of knowledge, blocking wisdom, resulting in annoyance or vexation, and leads away from Nibbana. Ah. So you see, this because of these five hindrances, ah, we are blind, we cannot see clearly. Ah, so we have lack of vision. Lack of vision means ah, we don't have right view. Right view, ah, if you have right view, means you understand the Dhamma, and you have become an Arya. Right view is the first factor of the Aryan Eightfold Path. Once you attain right view, uh, you have entered the Aryan Eightfold Path. And Aryan Eightfold Path is called, also called the stream. So once you get right view, uh, you have attained stream entry. You have become an Arya, a holy person. Uh, so if you have these five hindrances uh, strong uh, and they are blocking you, uh, you listen to the Dhamma, so you cannot understand. Mm. 
That's why the Buddha said, uh, only intelligent people uh, can understand the Dhamma. Foolish people, uh, not interested. And even you make them listen, uh, so they cannot understand. Uh, uh, so because it blocks wisdom. And then it leads away from Nibbana, leads away from enlightenment. So development of mind uh, is to eliminate these five hindrances. There are three types of elimination. One is temporary elimination. Temporary elimination is, is when, when we do something, uh, we have full attention, focused attention. In the Sangyutta Nikaya 46.38, the Buddha said, When monks, a noble disciple listens to the Dhamma with eager ears, attending to it as a matter of vital concern, directing his whole mind to it. At that time, the five hindrances are not present. At that time, the seven factors of enlightenment are developed fully. So you see, when you listen to the Dhamma, Directing your whole mind to it, uh, that means focused mind. Uh, uh, at that time, the five hindrances are not there to block you. And the seven factors of enlightenment uh, are developed fully. That means uh, you can understand and you can become an Arya. Uh, so that's why I like to... In the... In the... In the... In the Majjhima Nikaya Sutta 43... Uh, it is said there are two conditions for right view. One is the voice of another teaching you the true Dhamma. The second condition is Yoniso Manasikara. Some people translate it as careful attention, proper attention, etc. But I like to translate it as focused attention. Because here it's very clear. When you listen to the Dhamma with eager ears, attending to it as a vital, as a matter of vital concern, directing the whole mind to it. Uh, at that time, uh, the five hindrances are not present and the seven factors of enlightenment are developed. That means uh, you have to listen to the Dhamma with a focused attention. Uh, uh-huh. The second type of elimination of the five hindrances uh, is long-term elimination. Uh. Long-term elimination means uh, you get rid of these five hindrances uh, for a long time. Uh. It is said in the Majjhima Nikaya Sutta 68, Laka Pana Sutta, the Buddha said, What should be done, Anuruddha, by a clansman who has gone forth, while he still does not attain to the delight uh, and bliss that are Aloof from sensual desires, aloof from unwholesome states. That means the first jhana. Or to something more peaceful than that. That means higher jhanas. Covetousness invades his mind and remains. Ill will invades his mind and remains. Sloth and torpor invades his mind and remains. Restlessness and remorse invades his mind and remains. Doubt invades his mind and remains. Discontent invades his mind and remains. Weariness invades his mind and remains. But when he attains to the delight and bliss that are aloof from sensual desires, that means the first jhana, uh, aloof from unwholesome states, uh, or to something more peaceful than that, uh, that means higher jhanas, uh, these hindrances, uh, covetousness, uh, ill will, sloth and torpor, restlessness and remorse, doubt, discontent, uh, do not invade his mind and remain anymore. Uh, so if you attain the jhanas, uh, even the first jhana, the five hindrances are eliminated uh, long term. Uh, 
And then the third one uh, is permanent elimination of the five hindrances. Only an arahant uh, has permanently eliminated the five hindrances. Uh. Just now we talk about long-term elimination. Uh. If you have attained the jhanas uh, for a long term, uh, you don't have the hindrances. Uh. But if you do something very wrong, uh, for example, like Devadatta, he wanted to kill the Buddha. When he wanted to kill the Buddha, uh, he lost all his psychic powers. He lost all his jhanas. Uh. So if you don't do something like that uh, and you have attained the jhanas, uh, your hindrances are still eliminated. Uh. But to attain the jhanas is difficult. In the description of the first jhana, it is said, uh, detached or detached from or aloof uh, from sensual desires, aloof from unwholesome states, uh, a monk enters and abides in the first jhana. So for you to attain the first jhana, uh, samadhi, uh, you have to give up sensual desires. You have to get rid of unwholesome states. Uh, that means you have to choosing for some time, you know. Uh, if a newcomer, uh, you don't expect uh, to get jhana so easily. Uh, so, so this is how uh, we eliminate the jhanas. Uh, and if you uh, eliminate the hindrances, if you eliminate the hindrances uh, and you attain the jhanas, uh, there's a very good chance uh, for you to be reborn in the jhana heavens. The world system, the Buddha says, uh, consists of three, uh, three realms. Uh, sensual desire realm, uh, where you have male and female beings. Uh, that's called the sensual desire realm. Uh, and then above that uh, is the form realm, where the beings the, uh, are devas and they are unisex. Uh, in the form realm, uh, there's no male and female. There's no sensual lust. The happiness uh, comes from within. Because they have attained samadhi, attained states of uh, concentration, uh, the mind is always happy. You know? The Buddha said, uh, uh, the beings in the second jhana heaven, uh, they're so happy. Uh, every day they are saying, sukha, sukha, sukha. I like having taken uh, drugs. Uh, but then for millions and millions of years, they're happy, la, not just for one hour. Uh. And then the third jhana heavens, uh, the Buddha said, they're so happy, uh, so bliss out. Uh. <laughs> so the Buddha said, so if you attain the jhanas, uh, you're likely to be reborn in those high heavens. Uh, where you're so happy. And those heavenly beings, uh, they don't have a body like us, you know. We have a head, we have two hands, two feet. Uh. Those beings in the sensual desire realm, uh, they also are like that. But those in the form realm, uh, they are just a ball of light. A ball of light. Uh, but because the mind is so strong, uh, when they come down, uh, for example, to visit the Buddha, they can change their form. Uh, change their form and to be like a human being and talk to the Buddha. Mm. And then the third realm uh, is the formless realm. Uh. The devas are even higher class. Uh. Very, very huge body, but very, very fine body. Uh. So that all other devas, heavenly beings cannot see them. Because other beings cannot see them. That's why they are called formless. Uh. So you see, uh, if you develop your character, uh, you would, by practicing down uh, this, uh, getting rid of unwholesome states, uh, then you have a good rebirth. Uh. 
you will go to heaven more likely lah. And then if you practice development of mind, you will go to higher heavens lah if you attain the jhanas. So these two ah development of character and development of mind ah bhavana. The word is bhavana ah development ah gives you a lot of blessings lah. But then ah your blessings ah is not unlimited because ah the world is impermanent. So even if you go for rebirth in the heavens many times, ah, one day ah you might come down to be a human being. Another day you might come down to be a ghost or an animal or even fall into hell. Yeah. Ah. So, what is better than that? Better than that, ah, is to become an Arya, a holy person. If you become a holy person, ah, then ah. You will never fall into the ghost realm. You will never be reborn as an animal. You will never go to hell. Ah, so in that case, ah, you are not afraid anymore. Unyang. So, how to get this? In the Majima Nikaya Sutta Forty Three, yeah, it is said, ah, that. To become an Arya, you must have right view, lah. Even the lowest Arya, called the Stream Enterer, ah, the Sotapanna, he has right view, and so the lowest Arya, if you want to attain the lowest Arya, it is to you have to get right view, and to get right view, I mentioned just now, there are two conditions: the voice of another teaching you the true Dharma. The second is when you listen to the Dhamma, you must pay focused attention so that you understand. Ah, then you get right view. Now after that, ah, the Sutta says, lah, after you get right view, ah, there are five conditions needed for liberation. Ah, these five conditions, ah, is ah sila, and then ah listening to the Dhamma, discussion of the Dhamma. Then samata and vipassana. Samata is meditation. Samata will give you development of mind. Vipassana is development of character, contemplation, development of character, and it consists of the right effort and right mindfulness. You get this because you compare this with the Aryan Eightfold Path. In the Aryan Eightfold Path, after you get right view, ah, seven factors must be developed ah for liberation. So these seven factors in the Aryan Eightfold Path ah is equivalent to the five factors ah mentioned in the Majjhima Nikaya Forty Three. So when you compare these two ah, you will find ah Samatha is the eight factor right concentration, and Vipassana is the two factors ah right effort and right mindfulness lah ah. So You find ah to become an Arya, the lowest Arya, you have to get right view. That means you have to listen to the true Dhamma, which is the original suttas ah in the five Nikayas. You have to listen to the suttas, the earlier suttas ah in the five Nikayas. I have spoken on all these ah. They are in the SD card lah, ah which you can order or you come to our monastery you can. You can get lah. 
It's also available on the internet, uh, YouTube and all that. So, listening to the Dhamma uh, will help you uh, in many, many ways. The first one is if you listen to the Dhamma, then you get right view. When you get right view, uh, you have gotten rid of wrong view. You have gotten rid of uh, wrong prejudices. You have gotten rid of wrong thoughts. Uh, so because of that, uh, whenever you act, uh, you act with a wholesome mind. Uh, you don't have right view, uh, you don't have a wholesome mind. You don't act with a wholesome mind and then you create uh, evil karma, uh, evil actions. Uh, and from evil actions, uh, it becomes a habit and then it forms your character. And your character, uh, if you act with an unwholesome state of mind, uh, you'll be reborn in the three woeful planes. Uh. Uh, but if you have right view uh, by un- by understanding the Dhamma, the Buddha's earliest Dhamma, then you always act with a wholesome state of mind uh, and that will bring you for a good rebirth always. Uh. So that's why studying the Buddha's suttas uh, is so important. Uh. So I think I end here and invite questions. I think I'd like to ask if a person is always angry, how can we... Always angry. Always angry, yeah. yeah. Or easily angry. Mm. What is it that we can uh, do? Firstly, yeah, when you want to give advice to people, you must know whether they want to listen or not. <laughs> if they don't want to listen, you try to advise them, you get more angry. <laughs> yeah. So if he wants to listen, uh, then you encourage him to listen to the suttas. Lah. Then when he listens to the suttas, he, he will know, uh, oh, Pante said, uh, if I'm very angry, I always have anger and hatred. Uh, when I die, the dakula teeth will come up. <laughs> <laughs> then he gets afraid. Uh. <laughs> There's some people uh, we can help because they are willing to listen to us. Some people refuse to listen, you cannot help. That karma is so bad, nah? it's obstructing them. There are a few people nah, who listen to my talks nah, and they cured their depression. As one old lady told me, nah, her, what do you call it? Nah? Anxiety disorder. Many years she had anxiety disorders. And after she listened to the Dhamma, after one year she came to thank me. She said she completely cured her anxiety disorder. A lot of our suffering is mental suffering. Because of not understanding the Dhamma, we cannot let go. Cannot let go of a lot of things. And it gives us mental suffering now. You understand the Dhamma, you know that all, everything that happens in the world uh, goes according to conditions. uh. You have created the condition, you must reap the fruit. uh. As Christians say, as you sow, soul shall you reap. Mm. Any other question? Mangala Sutta 
is all about blessings, how to get great blessings. Lah. But just by reciting, you won't get. You have to put into practice what you recite. There are a lot of good things inside the Mangala Sutta. I don't know whether I mentioned. Oh, I mentioned in the talk two nights ago. The Mangala Sutta says how to get the highest blessings. Not to associate with fools, to associate with wise men. Wise men are those who know the Dhamma. Fools are those who don't know the Dhamma. They don't live their life according to Dhamma. They don't live their life in the right way. They do things that they should not do. So they end up in the woeful plains of rebirth. And then to live in a suitable place. For example, you live in a place where you can learn the Dhamma, where you can practice the Dhamma, when you have monks and nuns to give offerings to, where you can keep, uh, where you can go for retreat and keep the precepts and learn meditation, etc. And then to be guided by Dhamma also will give you great blessings. Uh, that means you have to listen to the Dhamma every day. Otherwise, uh, you won't remember. Uh, and then um, to have pleasant speech. Uh, uh, pleasant speech. And then to support your parents and your family. And then uh, generosity. And then... Uh, Respect those who are worthy of respect, humility, gratitude, especially to your parents, contentment, not to be over greedy, patience, meekness, not to be fierce. Uh, so all this, uh, if you practice only, uh, will give you great blessings, not just chanting. Uh. Any other question? And then just now, uh, you, you mentioned that uh, it's not the consciousness that takes birth, it's the soul. Is yes. the soul a permanent entity? No, soul keeps changing according to your character. The Buddha calls it the mind-made body. So you come into this human life uh, because you have been a good person, uh, reasonably good person. So you have a flesh body. And when you are born, your soul looks like your flesh body. But if you act wrongly, that soul inside will change. If you act wrongly, you change, for example, to become a Dracula. If you act rightly, it might change to become a Deva or a Devi. So it's not, it's, it's, it's changing all the time according to your mind. Hey, yeah. Uh, now this frequently we read the papers of children suing their parents. Children what? Children suing their parents. Oh, suing their parents. Uh, but uh, in the book, the Tibetan book of death, uh, the disease is guided <coughs> For them, the disease is guided through a tunnel when they meet the beautiful deities, and then they also guided through a very dark tunnel where, frankly speaking, the children pick the copulating couple 
That means they choose their own parents indirectly. So, uh, so if that's the case, children cannot uh, sue their parents and say that no, because they are the ones that choose their parents. Can you comment? Thank you. Firstly, yeah. There are some books written by some people who have done research. These people, like some professors, American professor, whenever he hears of some case of somebody who remembers their past life, he'll go and interview that person and find out. Because there are some people who remember their past lives. So as far as this human birth is concerned, Several of them said uh, after they passed away, uh, they saw their funeral, everything, uh, and they came out of the body. Uh, they are, they become a being a few inches high, and they wander around. They don't know where to go. It's not like you said. Uh, they see the couple copulating and go inside. No, they don't know where. They don't know where they they, they want to go. Then there's a case of one person. He said. Uh, he wandered around for a few days. Then he saw a maid uh, coming back from the market. And this maid uh, is the sister's maid. Uh. Mm. So this maid was carrying a basket, a veggie and all that. Uh. So this being, uh, he jumped into that basket and was carried home uh, and he was born as the sister's son. So after that person dies, uh, he becomes a being. He doesn't immediately take birth. Doesn't immediately take birth. And he has to wait. It's not like uh, Mahayana says 49 days. No. So as far as suing the parents, it's because it's partly the parents' fault also. The parents never teach their children well. So parents are reaping the Kama Vipaka. Nowadays, a lot of parents, uh, they have one son or one child or two two children. Uh, so they sayang too much, uh, spoiled. Uh. Husband and wife sayang, grandmother, grandfather, both sides sayang. Six people sayang one. So uh, everything he wants, they give. Uh, everything give. But those who practice the Dhamma and they bring their children to learn the Dhamma, go to Sunday school, you find their children become very obedient, very good. I know one couple in Klang, every night after dinner, the whole family will sit down and listen to the Dhamma talk. It's like the Christians. Christians, one of my sisters is a Catholic. After dinner, the whole family will sit together and pray pray for the peace in the world and all that. In the suttas, the Buddha said, if any monk or anybody says that Buddha taught like this and taught like that, or the Buddha said this and the Buddha said that, you must not accept, you should not reject also. You must compare it with the suttas, the early discourses of the Buddha. The Buddha said only with agrees with the early discourses of the Buddha, you can take it to be the Buddha's words. Because the Buddha predicted uh, that after 500 years after his passing away, uh, fake Dhamma will arise in the world. 
And the Buddha said, uh, when fake Dhamma arises in the world, uh, slowly the true Dhamma will disappear. So the Buddha said, uh, we have to make the effort uh, to preserve the true sut- the Dhamma, which is the suttas. We, we know uh, that these f- five Nikayas uh, are the original words of the Buddha uh, because the Buddha said, uh, his true Dhamma will last 500 years. Within that 500 years after the Buddha's passing away, we have Emperor Asoka. Emperor Asoka had a lot of faith in the Buddha. So he created these uh, pillars by the roadside. A few feet, maybe three feet diameter stone columns. uh, And he got people uh, to carve out the words of the Buddha on these stone pillars. Now after 2,000 over years, uh, they have managed to dig up these stone pillars. uh, And we know uh, that during Emperor Asoka's time, which was about 250 years after the Buddha's passing away, uh, there was only the five Nikayas, Diga Nikaya, long discourses of the Buddha, uh, Majima Nikaya, medium length discourses of the Buddha, Sangyuta Nikaya, connected, Topically group discourses, Anguttara Nikaya, numerically arranged discourses, and Kudaka Nikaya, the minor collection. Uh, so this is original Buddhism. No other books existed. After 500 years, uh, and then Mahayana Sutras appeared. Uh, so you look into, for example, one of the founders of Mahayana Buddhism uh, was a man they called Longsu Pusa. Have you heard? Longsu Pusa. His real name was Nagajuna. In his biography, uh, he said, uh, people asked him, uh, he came out with a lot of new sutras, uh, books. Uh. So people asked him, what is it, Bhante? Previously, we never heard such sutras. Now you say these are the words of the Buddha. And what he said? He said, uh, the Buddha hid the books uh, in the dragon palace in the ocean. And he went into the ocean uh, and took out these books. But we know during the Buddha's time, uh, there were no books. See? Mm. That's why the Buddha said uh, in the Sangyutta Nikaya, he said in the future, uh, it is the monks themselves uh, who create this false Dhamma. So monks can preserve the Dhamma, monks can also destroy the Dhamma, the wrong teachings. In the wheel of life, but we talk about the three woeful states and uh, higher states of uh, existence. Uh, normally, we look upon it as place. As what? As place. A place to be born. Okay. <coughs> be born into. Mm-hmm. But those realms also exist in ourselves. I mean, there are times in our life we are like ghosts. Especially we go for open houses. No, we are rushing. Uh, there are times we act like animals, we make our own daughters. There are times we are so beautiful and okay, everyone. So, uh, and this wheel of life is like a mirror. We look upon it as uh, inside of us and also uh, a place to attain uh, after that. Okay. Firstly, yeah, if you look at this. Uh Dependent origination, Paticca Samuppada, 12 links of dependent origination. It says uh, when consciousness arises, uh, it arises together with Nama Rupa. 
mentality and materiality. When consciousness arises, it must, it must arise with mentality and materiality. And when it ceases, mentality and materiality also cease. They are a pair. You cannot separate them. So when we are conscious, what are we conscious of? When you wake up in the morning and you suddenly you are conscious, what are you conscious of? A conscious of the whole world, yeah? yeah. Now, the whole world uh, can be divided into two, two main things: la, mentality and materiality. Mentality yeah, is the uh, mental objects that we are conscious of: la. Uh, your thoughts, your feelings, your perceptions, your volition, etc. Okay. And that is your own, your own uh, mentality. But you're also aware of other people's mentality, other people's feelings, other people's thoughts, other people's attitude towards you, etc. Mm. So that is mentality. Materiality yeah, is the physical world. And um, most of us, uh, we are not so familiar with the Dhamma. We think uh, that mentality and materiali materiality uh, are very different. Yeah? Mentality is in the mind. Materiality is not in the mind. Ma. But that's where we are wrong. Uh. The Buddha described ma uh, materiality, uh, the physical world, uh, as earth, water, fire, wind. Earth, water, fire, wind uh, are perceptions. Uh. Sometimes it includes uh, space. Uh. Uh, another one. Uh, anyway, so if we, if we study the suttas, uh, when the Buddha talks about these four elements, uh, he does not mean actually earth. does not actually mean water, fire itself, and wind. Uh. What he means... Uh, by earth uh, is the hardness, hardness element. When you touch something hard, uh, you say this is the earth element. Okay? The liquid element uh, is water. Fire is the heat element. And wind is the motion element. Now when we examine carefully, uh, we find uh, hardness uh, is just a perception, you know. It's just a perception. Mind made. The physical world also is mind made. Because uh, if you go and knock your head against a brick wall, uh, you get a lump. Then you know it's hard. No need to convince you. But uh, for a ghost uh, or a deva, uh, they can just fly through the brick wall. Not hard to them at all. Why? Because it's all in your mind. It is your mind eh, that creates the world. So similarly, fire. If you fall into hell because of your evil karma, you feel that the hell is very hot. You are burned by the fires of hell. But if you are Arahan, you go and visit the beings in hell. Eh? You go down there, you don't feel hot. Yeah. So now, uh, science is saying exactly the same thing. Quantum physics is saying uh, 
that the whole world uh, is in consciousness. It's just like, just like when you dream at night. When you dream at night, uh, and you happen to dream a ghost, uh, you find yourself in the ghost realm. And some people, maybe because of past life, uh, they dream of hell. Uh, so at that moment, uh, he feels he's in hell. All this is mind-made. That's why in, in uh, original Buddhism, uh, everything depends on mind. That's why just now I said, uh, mind is the forerunner of all states. Mind is chief. Mind-made are they. So it's very important to develop our mind. No need to pray for this. Don't, don't go and pray to this Buddha, pray to that Bodhisatta. Nobody can help you, the Buddha said. Okay. So you consider it a realm. Huh? Yes, it is a realm. But is it, that realm is in your consciousness. For example, now we see the world. We think the world is outside of us because we, we can see him. Yeah? But if you use science to explain, it is the light particles that enter your eye, impinge on your retina and causes the seeing consciousness to arise. When the seeing consciousness arises, you see the world. Yeah? But where is that world? The world is not outside there. You know? The world is in your consciousness. And where is your consciousness? Inside. Yeah. You don't need the eye to see. That's why at night when you dream, uh, your eyes are closed. You're not using your eye, but you see another world. Yeah. So it is consciousness that makes you see, makes you hear, smell, taste, etc. Okay. Uh, this one question asked by one of you. Uh, usually Chinese before Chinese New Year, they will start to. Uh, 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 I'm full. Do I? Pay back the what they what, what they wishes. Uh, then after that, when Chinese New Year, they will start to go and uh, see Fan Tai Sui or whatever that uh, become their obstacle for the following year. And usually, what the Chinese will do is they will go and pray. So that this obstacle uh, be limited, made that it can be avoided. So what's my uh, point of view of this? People going to from temple, temple to pray, and just because they are worried, uh, because they are signs, they are zodiac signs. People, uh, uh, this is a big, this is a big one. Fantasia, this is a, so what's that is this one of our this? This is a Chinese custom, Chinese tradition, isn't it? Yeah, you look at the history of China. They did all these things. Huh? How much they suffered? Did they get a good life? They keep praying for all these things. Huh? China is one of those countries who suffered a lot for a long time. It shows all this no use, man. Nowadays people want to see feng shui and all that. Huh? Orang putih, yeah, Westerners, they don't believe in feng shui. Yeah, they're much better off, isn't it? Okay. Uh, just now, 
they were so pampered and they said for oh, grooming live a very good life or some better than uh, humans is it possible I'm not too sure that uh, the person who is about to die the last, and he's been doing a lot of good, good deeds the last stop moment uh, the last free before he passes away, uh, maybe that one not so good, so as a result, uh, he gets a rebirth into the animal world. But the uh, karmic intrigue uh, that follows uh, with uh, lots of merit um, could be the reason why the animal is having such a good But the only way I think they cannot cultivate. Uh, your opinion, please. We create karma, and the karma is in many different accounts. So, a person like last time, Lobun Siu son, his father was so rich, seems every month he gets 50,000 salary, do little work, also he gets 50,000. So he had a very good life. But at the age of 30-something, he passed away. Yeah. So there are some people, you can see, yeah, they do a lot of charity, give a lot of money. But they go and like, they like to go and go hunting. They shoot wild boar and all that. Yeah. So because of this, yeah, they, are, they can be born rich. But because of the killing karma, they have short life. So, it is our character uh, that determines our rebirth destination. Uh. So, if you talk about the dog uh, that had uh, that, that is very having a very good life, uh, that person in the past life uh, probably was a bit blur blur lah, not very. <laughs> uh, don't have that wisdom to become a, a human being, uh. but. He was very generous. Mm -hmm. So that's why. Lah. Coming to this last thought moment, ah, a, lot, a lot of people think ah, that the last thought moment is very important. For example, even in Buddhism, ah, this pure land school, ah, they say you must chant Omitofo, Omitofo. Ah, at the last moment, you go for rebirth. I, many years ago, I went to Telok Intan and they told me one of their members, old lady, had just passed away. And they said, and the last few days before she passed away, she was crying, every day crying. They asked her why. She said, who has taken away all my clothes? I'm naked. But they saw she was not naked, but she saw herself as naked because her lingwood already changed into a naked ghost. So after that, she passed away. So they asked me why. I said she didn't chew sing. Ma. She just used her mouth only. Mm. So to explain this uh, last moment, uh, even in Theravada Buddhism, uh, people who follow the Abhidhamma, they believe that the last thought moment uh, will determine your next rebirth. Why? 
because they talk about patisandhi citta, rebirth linking consciousness. They think when you are dying, uh, the last consciousness uh, will link to the next birth. Yeah? Mm. But it's not so simple. Not so simple. In the, if you study the original suttas of the Buddha, you find a cousin of the Buddha called Mahanama. He used to go to the monastery uh, every evening. Uh. During the Buddha's time, uh, monasteries were forest monasteries. All the monasteries were forest monasteries, several kilometers from town. Uh. So this man, Mahanama, he walks to the cemetery in the evening, uh, help do some work, and then he stay back to listen to the Dhamma discussion. After the Dhamma discussion, he walks back alone, uh, several kilometers through the forest and all that, uh, to the town. And at that time, uh, there were no street lights and all that, and he was walking alone. So, imagine uh, if every night, uh, about 10 o'clock, after the Dhamma discussion, he goes back. Uh, because 10 o'clock, uh, there's a time the Buddha's disciples took a rest. <coughs> So one day he asked the Buddha, I said, Bhagavan, I was thinking uh, every night I walk back alone in the darkness uh, to my home, uh, I might suddenly be killed, uh, say for example, by a tiger or a bandit or by a wild buffalo or by a stray horse. Then he said, uh, at the last moment when I'm dying, uh, I'm afraid. Uh, well, I go for a bad rebirth. So the Buddha said, don't worry, Mahanama, don't worry. For a long time, you have taken refuge in the Buddha, Dharma and Sangha. Then the Buddha said, nah, if a person has faith in the Buddha, Dharma and Sangha, if he has sila, keeps the precepts, if he's, uh, he has tovan, uh, much learning of the suttas, uh, much knowledge of the suttas, all these qualities uh, makes his mind an uh, elevated mind. Uh, uh, and that will bring him for a good rebirth. So the Buddha is saying, uh, your last thought moment is not important. Why? Because uh, when a person is dying, uh, we have six senses. Uh, after some time, uh, our heart will stop and our breathing will stop. Uh, if you ask a doctor, a doctor will say, oh, this person has died. Yeah. Ah, but a lot of people, because you don't study the suttas, ah, the early discourses of the Buddha, you don't know. Ah. The Buddha said, ah, when a person really dies, ah, three things will stop. One is the vital energy, we call chi. Ah. The second one is the mind. The third ah, is the body heat. So normally when the, doc the doctor says the person has died, ah, he is still alive. Ah for a few hours, maybe four or five hours, yeah. But after the doctor says he has died, nah, his other five senses have closed. Lah. His seeing consciousness, hearing, smell, taste and touch nah, have closed. He's no more conscious of the outside world. has gone into his mind, yeah. And during those four or five hours, nah, as his body slowly cools down, nah, he's dreaming. And what he is dreaming uh, depends on his everyday mind. Uh, that's why Siu Sing is so important. If you cultivate your mind uh, every day, uh, you have a wholesome mind, uh, 
So in, in the last few hours when you are dying, uh, you have wholesome thoughts. You think of good things. You don't see you sing, uh, you don't develop your mind, you don't develop your character. Uh, you have an unwholesome mind, uh, impure mind. You think of all the wrong things and then you go for a bad rebirth. Uh. So only when the body has become cold, uh, a person has really died. That's why we Chinese are uh, very smart. We keep the body for three days, five days, seven days. Ma. Make sure it really dies. Yeah? <laughs> it's true, you know. Several years ago, I went to Singapore to give talks. And the devotee brought me up to the top of his condominium and he showed me an area. He said, formerly this place was all cemetery. Then the, the government wants to develop the place. So they assumed the... The bodies, they dug up all the coffins because mostly the relatives want the remains. They want to burn and keep the remains. So one of the coffins, they opened up, they found scratch marks. That means when that person was buried, he was not dead. People thought he was dead. So you make sure, you tell your children next time, you know, Wait until my body is cold. Okay. Uh, curiosity. Uh, is it true that you say after seven days that the soul is gone? Oh, after seven days. Seven days after dying, you mean the soul comes back? Not necessarily seven days. Uh. Sometimes three, three days, sometimes four days, five days. Sometimes even after 10 years. That shows uh, that being has been reborn as a ghost. Quite, quite often, uh, uh, people have passed away and after a few nights, uh, they hear somebody walking in the house. Uh, I cannot see. Sometimes the door will open by itself, the window will open by itself, the light will open by itself. Some even, uh, an old lady passed away, uh, she has a certain smell, uh, maybe Hong Yu or something. Uh, when she comes back, uh, you get that smell. <laughs> so born as a ghost already. Eh? And when they are reborn as a ghost, uh, they need help. So they come back, uh, want you to help. Mm. So if you know that, uh, then you have to help them. Know how to help them? There's a sutta where the Buddha says, uh, when our relative has passed away, uh, we can only help them uh, if they are reborn as a ghost. And I believe that's because only the ghosts can come back. The others don't come back. So what a ghost needs, uh, most important, uh, is food. Secondly, uh, is clothing. That's why we Buddhists, uh, we like to go to the monastery and offer food. Uh, and offer a robe or some cloth uh, and transfer merit. And the reason, we actually, we can go anywhere to do this dana. You can go to old folks' home, also can, uh, or to an orphanage. And then uh, the old custom uh, was to put food on the roadside, pot uh, But Buddhists like to go to the monastery to offer to the sangha of monks and nuns uh, because the vipaka, the result, uh, is more... Uh, Suppose you give a, a bowl of uh, food uh, to the monks, uh, 
you will multiply na. You get hundreds or thousands of bowls of food. Na. When you transfer the merit to the ghosts, na, they will get a lot. Na. If you do the old Chinese way, you put by the roadside, you offer a bowl of food, they only get one bowl of food. Na. In the suttas, the Buddha said, na, if you give if you give uh, something to a dog, uh, to an animal, uh, you can expect to get the result 100 times what you gave. If you give something to an immoral, ordinary person, uh, for example, a drug addict, you can expect to get back 1,000 times what you get. If you give to a virtuous, ordinary person, uh, you can expect to get back a hundred thousand times what you give. If you give to an external sect, ascetic, uh, for example, a Hindu yogi uh, who has attained samadhi uh, and uh, eliminated the passions, uh, the lust and the anger, uh, then you can get back uh, a hundred times, a hundred, a hundred thousand times, a hundred thousand times, so much. But if you give to an Arya, a holy person, uh, the result uh, is boundless. Uh, boundless. Mm. So just now I mentioned about the person who develops the character and develops the mind. Uh, for example, an external sect, ascetic, uh, a Hindu yogi. Uh, if, you, if you make offerings to such a person, uh, the the vipaka, the result that you get uh, is a lot. Uh, yeah? But it cannot compare to giving to an Arya, uh, a holy person in the Buddha's uh, teaching. Uh, the result is boundless. Uh. So in other words, if you develop your character and you develop your mind, uh, you will get a lot of blessings uh, in my last few many lifetimes. Uh. But it is not yet Limitless, not yet boundless. Whereas if you become an Arya, you listen to the Dhamma and you get right view, uh, you become a lowest Arya, a Sutapanna, uh, then uh, your blessings uh, is boundless. Uh. So you be like. Ante, Ante, how do we know? Uh, are there any signs as to uh, which plane a person is reborn? From the, the facial look, look of the cops or from any, any signs? Sometimes can, sometimes cannot, no? There's a lady who told me the mother died of cancer. When she died, uh, she was in great pain. Uh, maybe the tumor burst, uh, she was in great pain. So the face uh, was a very painful face. Uh. But one or two hours later, uh, when the daughter saw her, she told me the mother's face changed. Uh, changed to be a very happy, very blissful, very bright face. Uh. It shows that uh, she had a good heart. Uh, because she had a good heart, uh, she had good thoughts. Uh, so would have gone for a good rebirth. Uh. But there are some people, uh, even before they die, uh, one or two days before they die, their face already changed into a ghost face. So you can tell they're going... Or rebirth in the ghost realm. Uh, and some people, for example, somebody who 
slaughters uh, pigs. Uh, a few days before that person dies, uh, he acts like a pig. An uh. old lady told me uh, the neighbor used to slaughter pigs. A uh. few days before the neighbor died, uh, he was running around on all fours uh, like a pig uh, and squealing like a pig. Uh making that noise huh, like a pig. Huh? They hear also all the hair stand up. So sometimes you can tell, sometimes you cannot tell. Hmm? Ante, Ante, how long is the lifespan of ghosts? The Buddha did not mention. Huh? It can change, you know. Just like human beings. Huh? The Buddha said human beings, huh? our age, huh? There is a time when humans can live up to 80,000 years old. 80,000 years. That's the time when the Buddha said, Maitreya Buddha will come. And then uh, if, we have, if we create bad karma, it will go down, go down, go down until 10 years old. Human lifespan is 10. At that time, uh, there's a lot of killing. We behave like animals. Uh -huh. So probably goes also the same. It can change. Uh, Bhante, we all know that uh, light attracts light, positive attracts positive, and negative attracts negative. This is the universal truth propagated by the Western philosophy called Law of Attraction. On the contrary, Buddhism teaches us the four normal truths and start with life is to come. Light is suffering, causes of suffering, there are ways to end suffering and there is a evil path. What the mind focuses the energy fields. My question is, if our mind keep thinking that life is suffering, wouldn't that uh, we are going to attract more suffering? Why can't we think that life is a joy, life is a peace? And all the problems that uh, arise is only part and parcel and this is of life that we just uh, handle as it comes. Please enlighten us, Dante. When the Buddha said life is suffering, huh? he did not ask you to suffer. He did not ask you to get depressed over it. The Buddha said huh? you should have equanimity. Whether happiness comes or suffering comes, huh? You must take it in your stride. When you're happy, yeah, you become so happy until you fall off the chair. Yeah. Then when Dukkha comes uh, and smack you in the face, uh, you will also fall off the chair. So if you meditate, learn the Dhamma, you learn that everything happens according to causes and conditions. Whatever it is, you have to accept it. You have to be patient. And then you create the causes and conditions uh, that give you a happier life. That is a positive way to look at it. Ma. The Buddha didn't say uh, just because life is suffering uh, that you go around with a solemn face. Okay. This, uh, you said, what? Positive attracts positive. Uh. This is a very old saying. The old saying is that birds of the feather flock together. If you are a kaki ara, you mix with kaki ara. If you are a kaki dada, you mix with kaki dada. 
isn't it? But the Buddha said, if two persons want to be reborn together again, suppose you love your wife and you want to be reborn together with your wife, the Buddha said four things must be the same. One is faith, that means your religion. The second one is generosity or selfishness. People who are generous are born together. People who are selfish are born together. Third, huh? morally upright or not morally upright. Those people who are morally upright are born together. Those who are not upright are born together. Fourthly, huh, is wisdom. Those who have wisdom are born together. The Bodo Bodo also will be born together. So four things are important. No. In the Buddha's in the Buddha's teachings, uh, during the Buddha's time, uh, the Buddha always referred to his complete all his teachings as Dhamma Vinaya. Dwe Pitaka. Later they created Tipitaka or Tripitaka. They added the Abhidhamma. Abhidhamma is Lunchang. If you ask the Mahayanis, uh, they say Abhidhamma was created later. Because when the Buddhism when the Sangha split into many sects, uh, historians tell us uh, that different sects uh, created their own Abhidhamma. So I mentioned just now, uh, the Buddha said, uh, if anybody says that the Buddha taught like this, the Buddha taught like that, uh, you must only compare with the suttas, only with the Greece with the suttas, uh, then uh, you can take it to be the Buddha's words. But if you study the suttas and you're familiar with the suttas, and then when you study the, the Abhidhamma, you find contradiction. In the early suttas, the Buddha talked about five destinations of rebirth. In the later books, uh, like Abhidhamma and Mahayana Sutras, they talk about six. They added the Asura. But in the early discourses of the Buddha, the Buddha said in the Diga Nikaya, the lowest type of Asura is called Kalakanja Asura. And then in another sutta in the Diga Nikaya, one day, a uh, lot of devas came to pay respect to the Buddha. They stood halfway up in the sky uh, and they bowed to the Buddha. So the Buddha told his Arahant disciples, those who had psychic powers, uh, he said, look at all those devas, come to pay, to pay respect to the Tathagata. He mentioned the names of the different devas and then he mentioned Kalakanja Asuras. That means uh, the lowest type of Asura is already a deva. But later books, uh, they say there are beings in hell that are Asuras. There are ghosts that are Asuras. So unless you are familiar with the early suttas, uh, you don't know. No? In the... In the Abhidhamma, they say uh, when you attain the path, uh, the next conscious moment, uh, immediately it becomes the fruit. Yeah? Whether if you attain the first path, the next conscious moment, it becomes the first fruit. If you attain the second path, immediately it becomes the second fruit. If that is the case, uh, then you have no chance uh, to make offerings uh, to a path attainer. Because when you hear a person has attained the the path, huh? 
before you can say hello, it's already turned into fruit. <laughs> so how to make offering to a, a path attainer? Yeah? Uh, but in the suttas, it is clear, uh, the Buddha said you can make offerings to a first path attainer, to a first fruit, second path, second fruit, third path, third fruit, fourth path, fourth fruit. So eight types of Arya exist. Uh. The Buddha said after a person attains the first the, the path, uh, it takes some time uh, for that wisdom to mature. When the wisdom matures uh, and then it turns into fruit, uh, then the factors fall away. Uh. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Bhante, uh, may I ask a question? Uh, what's your opinion of uh, practicing of the Eastern uh, practicing of Tai Chi Qigong to complement the practice of mindfulness? It's okay, because we need exercise, ma. Because my understanding that like, uh, walking meditation, meditation is, is uh, moving meditation instead of sitting still, mm -hmm. we move uh, our leg or be mindful or whatever. Mm. So what's the difference between the practicing of Tai Chi, Qigong and the uh, walking meditation? In the Buddha's time, uh, the Buddha taught his disciples uh, mindfulness of the breath. And they are supposed to be mindful of the breath uh, all the time. Whether they are sitting or they are walking or they are standing or they lie down. Uh, they are mindful of one object all the time uh, until their mind becomes one-pointed. And then they enter samadhi, rooting. Uh, now, in the practice of qigong and all that, uh, you are practicing mindfulness connected to your body. Yeah? That is called sampajanya, awareness. In the Pali Suttas, it's called awareness. Sati is, although it's translated as mindfulness, uh, the real meaning of sati, sati uh, is recollection, remembering. The Buddha said, uh, we should always remember to put our attention on four things. The body, feelings, mind and Dhamma. Because if you don't pay attention to these four things, uh, our mind will run run astray and uh, go out to the six sense doors. Uh. We want to see, we want to hear, we want to smell, taste, touch and think. Uh. Mm. So, uh, the Buddha said, uh, in everyday life, uh, we have to combine the two. Uh, sati Sampajanya. If you practice Sati, uh, mindful of these four things, it gives you wisdom. Uh, Sampajanya is awareness. Uh, you practice it uh, to keep your mind in the here and now. No? You are practicing Tai Chi yeah? and you are focused on practicing Tai Chi. Yeah? You are not thinking of your office or your girlfriend or whatever. No? Yeah? Uh, so you need both. No? But if you look at the Aryan Eightfold Path, no? you find that Sati is a factor of the Aryan Eightfold Path. It can lead to liberation. But Sampajanya, awareness, no? is not a factor. It helps you to be mindful. But it does not give you wisdom. That's the difference. Huh? Mike? Bhante, I want to ask about the tips of Samadhi. I heard someone when they 
ready to give somebody for days, you know, they will remain there and cannot come out. So I'm quite afraid that one day, hopefully, it might happen to me. So what to do about that? And my second question is about suicide. I read in the Sudan that there is one, I think, Arahan or something, he committed suicide because of the illness and he cannot bear the pain. And then when he so went out, the mother tried to find him, I cannot find him. So report the blood because it's okay and he has gone. So I wonder about this, the rightfulness of committing suicide. This one about samadhi, eh? samadhi eh, to make your mind one-pointed eh, is very difficult. Uh, in the description of the first jhana, the Buddha said, eh, aloof from sensual desires, aloof from unwholesome states, eh, among enters and abides in the first jhana. So even to get the lowest jhana, eh, you have to be secluded eh, or aloof eh, or detached. Eh, from sensual desires. You have to give up sensual desires. That's why an yeah, ordinary lay person uh, cannot attain jhana. You have to be a renunciant. You have to be a monk or a nun living a celibate life. Uh, uh. So, and then you have to be secluded uh, or aloof from unwholesome states of mind. That means you have to train yourself, you know, to get rid of unwholesome states of mind. Uh, uh, only, uh, then uh, you can enter the jhana. Then even when you are able to enter the jhana, samadhi, uh, very soon uh, you fall out of it. It is like a person carrying weight. Uh, uh, you want to be a weightlifter. You want to become an Olympic weightlifter. So you train yourself. Uh, so, you, so you try to carry heavier and heavier weight. Uh. When you carry a heavier weight, uh, can you push it up and then remain there for a long time? No, ma. As soon as you push it up, ma, immediately you have to throw it down because you can't stand. Yeah. So when we meditate, nah, if our mind is not well trained, nah, we don't have the muscle up there. Lah. So even if you attain samadhi, in a very soon, nah, you will fall out of it. Nah. So don't worry about you getting... Yeah, even if you are able to stay there for days and days, uh, you might become an Aran. <laughs> the second one about suicide. Nah? Um, there are cases mentioned. Nah? And sometimes it is said nah, that the, the monk, because he was very sick nah, and the pain was quite unbearable, nah, he wanted to commit suicide. Nah? And then the Buddha said, nah, don't worry. Whatever you do uh, will be blameless. So in other words, the Buddha is saying, uh, if you want to commit suicide, it's also okay. Why? Because that monk has finished his work. Has done his work. So the Buddha said, uh, if a person dies uh, and does not come back in a body, uh, he said, that is very good, uh, that is praiseworthy. Uh. Or if a person dies and comes back in a, in a, in another form, uh, in a, another body, uh, then it's not so praiseworthy. Uh. So the Arahan uh, has finished his work. Now the body is just a shell uh, and it's giving a lot of pain. And in those days, uh, they don't have painkiller and all that. Uh, yeah. So that's why he has no more work to do. Uh, so might as well go off. Uh. If he was not such in a bad state, nah, 
Then the Buddha will want him to, in another sutta, the Buddha said, uh, if a monk is sick, uh, he should try to hold on to life. Uh, because it's very hard to get a human body. Uh, so if a, if a monk is not that sick, uh, he holds on to life and he recovers, uh, then he can help to teach the Dhamma to others, uh, be of benefit to others. Uh, but when he's so sick, uh, he becomes a burden to others. And he's not going to recover. So the Buddha said, let's well go off. <laughs> put nearer, put nearer your mouth. Chanting is not important. During the Buddha's time, uh, the monks hardly chanted. Nowadays, uh, you find uh, monks like to chant. For example, you do a lunch uh, offering. Uh, after that, nowadays, the monks will chant. Uh, yeah? But during the Buddha's time, uh, when a lunch offering is given to a monk, uh, he will give blessings, uh, not in the form of chanting. He will give the blessings uh, by teaching the Dhamma. Sometimes it can be a very short Dhamma talk. But when the lay person listens to the Dhamma and understands, uh, he receives the blessings. Much better, uh, much more blessings uh, than just chanting. Uh. So a lot of the chants nowadays that we chant uh, was created later. Uh. Was created later. Nowadays, a lot of monks, uh, they cannot explain the Dhamma. They cannot give a Dhamma talk. So they chant. Uh, and every day they chant the same thing. Uh, very easy. Ma. <laughs> you know, for me to give a Dhamma talk, uh, generally, la, one hour of Dhamma talk, uh, I have to spend four or five hours to prepare. You know, I have to do research. Hmm. Sometimes people don't understand. Uh, they come... And suddenly asked me to give a Dharma talk. It depends. Uh. It depends. Sometimes the problem, uh, if it's due to karma, uh, due to past life karma, uh, you cannot help that person. Uh. But sometimes it's not due to karma. Uh. The monks go and do some blessing uh, and the spirit will go away. Because uh, the spirit also respects the Sangha. But the best protection you can get uh, is to practice the Dhamma. As now I said, uh, if you practice the Dhamma and you develop your character, develop your mind, uh, your blessings go up. Your blessings go up, uh, there will be Kui Jin, uh, Kui Yen, uh, looking after you. Uh, and uh, you, you, these spirits won't disturb you. No? But if, um, correct me uh, if I'm wrong. Uh, would this spirit be transferred over but when we chant, after that we say we chant, the chanting uh, sutta will transfer to the departed. 
This transcendence or merit, uh, you cannot transfer everything. Uh. If you listen to the Dhamma, you get wisdom, uh, you cannot transfer to merit to, to, to a ghost. Uh. You won't get your wisdom. If you do meditation, uh, you cannot transfer uh, your samadhi to some other beings. Uh. So, in the suttas, the Buddha said, if your relative have passed away, uh, they can get the transference of merit uh, only if they are reborn as a ghost. So, I mentioned uh, ghosts only mainly need two things, uh, food and clothing. Uh, if you do a lot of chanting for them, you think they want. Uh, just like you go to Africa, uh, the people are so hungry, uh, you go there and do a lot of chanting for them, they want or not. They scold you. Uh. That one, sorry, la, you have to make your own decision. <laughs> Maybe you can put a clause there la, and my, my corpse becomes cold. La. Depends on. It depends on. No la. It, it depends on, on, which realm of rebirth you go to la. If you are reborn in the sensual desire realm ma, where there are male and female la, you may have a male or a female body. But if you are reborn in the form realm ma, where they they are all unisex la, and there's nobody. But nowadays you have what? LGBT, yeah? Mm. So a lot to do with past life, lah. Past life. When I was young in school, lah, you know, last time we have this PE class, physical education class. So we play football and all that, lah. So the teacher asks us, take off our shirts because we will be sweating, lah. So you run about topless, lah, without the shirt. But there's one or two students, uh, when they are running around, uh, they hold a handkerchief, <laughs> cover themselves at that. <laughs> Sisi lah. Maybe being a lady uh, many lifetimes, now uh, born with a man body. Nearer your mouth, cannot hear. Mm. 
to explain to people karma using energy. No lah, just make it simple. And the Christians say, as you sow, so shall you reap. What you give to others, you get back in return. It's only fair. Ma. Any other thing? There's a few about the devotees wish to go to a place, but the so they can reach Kampa, but they don't know how to from Kampa to your place. So, oh. but they give some guidance to this person. No problem, ah, because a lot of people, ah, they take the train, ah, take the train and stop at Kampa, and then they call a taxi. And we have several taxi men uh, who know our place. Uh, you can give the taxi phone number, uh, and they will bring you. It costs about fifteen or twenty ringgit uh, from Kampa to our place. Uh. If you take the bus, uh, then you can stop at Temu Town. Temu Town is the town just before Kampa. Then we can pick you up now. Uh. Hmm. No, if you want to, if you all want to go, then uh, WhatsApp me lah, using the number on the any of the books. Uh. Our books has a phone number and and that is our monastery number lah. So you WhatsApp me and then I will uh, send you the taxi num- uh, telephone number. From KL, it's only two hours. The electric train, I think, goes between uh, Ipoh and Saramban. Yeah? Oh, Malacca as well. Oh, Tampin. Oh. Malacca to Tampin is how far? Oh. Eh? Oh. Mm-hmm. Any other question? Yeah, anyone, as long as you can follow the rules. La. Our rules are quite relaxed. La. The other day I spoke about our Vihara. Mm. You have to keep the eight precepts. La. But that doesn't mean you cannot eat anything in the evening. La. We are quite relaxed in the sense that there are many things allowed in the Thai tradition. La. In the evening, la. you can take prunes, you can take dates either Chinese dates or Arab dates, uh, all kinds of dates. You can take dark chocolate. Uh, in Thai tradition, even cheese also you can take. Mm, you, you bring. If you, you think you need cheese, you bring cheese. Uh, and then uh, cereal drinks also we allow. Uh, why we allow cereal drinks? A lot of people think uh, it's not according to Vinaya. But actually in the Vinaya... Uh, the Buddha said, uh, if a monk is sick, uh, he's allowed to eat moin, chuk, broth, uh, rice broth uh, in the evening also can. And then the Buddha said, if a monk is not sick, uh, even the broth, uh, rice broth mixed with water also can take. Mm. So cereal drink uh, is similar. Ma. So, like, mm. so if you keep eight precepts, uh, you won't be hungry in our monastery. Uh. There are some monasteries uh, that follow the Burmese tradition. Uh, a lot of things they don't allow. Mm. 
Chorus, honey, sweets, several other things allowed. Roots, there are certain types of roots like ginger, ginseng allowed. There are certain types of leaves that are allowed. The herbs, herbs are allowed. There are certain types of fruits that are allowed. For example, this nutmeg, nutmeg, and then certain medicinal fruits are allowed. So that is eight precepts, lah. And then our schedule, lah, is not heavy, lah. In the morning, if people want to meditate, lah, our hall is open from four a.m. lah. Meditate until about six, six o'clock, lah. Two hours, lah. But people who are tired, ah, they don't want to come and meditate. Also, boleh. Hmm. I have to come and help prepare breakfast, lah, about six o'clock or six fifteen, lah, to help to cut the cut the fruits, lah. Mainly cut the fruits, and then our breakfast is six forty-five, lah. About six forty-five. Then after that, you have to do about two hours of work, lah. Either you follow follow the monks on arms round, lah. We go on arms round every day, Monday until Saturday, yeah. But you don't have to walk so far, lah. We go in a van because every day we go to a different town. Para state, lah. People are not used. To monks on on Armstrong, I not like Penang or Kedah or Perlis. We go to for monks in Penang, Kedah and Perlis. When we go on Armstrong, we get all types of food. In Pera, when we go on Armstrong, a lot of roti, a lot of kueh, a lot of fruits. But hardly any rice, lah. They think monks must be vegetarian. Don't give us rice. If they get give us meat, also a meat kosong. Susah cari makan. So either you follow the monks on arms round, or you do two hours of work, sweeping the floor, sweeping the road, mopping the floor, wiping the windows, etc. Lah. So that will bring you to nine thirty. After nine thirty, you take a bath and take a rest. Lah. Then eleven o'clock is our lunch. And then after after their lunch, people help to wash the plates, sweep and mop the floor in the dining hall. Then after that, you're free until four o'clock. Some people like to stay in the room and listen to the Dharma talks. Some people maybe two o'clock they go and meditate. Some people want to take a rest. You can do whatever you like. There's a library. Some people want to read. Also can. At four o'clock, we come together for chanting, lah. Chanting only twenty minutes, lah. And after chanting, we go and feed the dogs, lah. We have nine dogs, lah, because we are in the forest area. My wild boars come in every day, and then about eight, nine years ago, a black panther came into our land. Three years ago, a wild goat came into our land. So we have a few big dogs, lah. So and then. For the rest of the people, you have a tea break, lah, from four thirty until five o'clock. At five o'clock, we come together and meditate until six thirty, lah. At six thirty to seven thirty, we listen to one of the old recorded talks, lah. And after that, you take a rest, lah. So in the Dhamma session, people have questions also can ask, lah. Any other question?
one at a time. <laughs> In the Majjhima uh, Nikaya <clears throat> Sutta 43, uh, it is mentioned uh, that you need to listen to the true Dhamma to attain stream entry. Once you attain stream entry, uh, you have uh, become a first path Arya. And then the Sutta also says, uh, after you have attained stream entry, you there are five more factors you have to practice yeah, to become liberated, to become enlightened, to become uh, arahan. And those five factors are sila, and then dhamma savana, which is listening to dhamma, dhamma sakacha, which is discussion of dhamma, then samatha and vipassana. Now in the Aryan Eightfold Path, huh, once you get right view, huh, you have entered the stream, and you need seven factors the remaining factors of the Aryan Eightfold Path uh, to bring you to enlightenment, uh, namely uh, right thoughts, right speech, right action, right livelihood, and then uh, right effort, right mindfulness, and right concentration. Uh. So in the Aryan Eightfold Path, uh, after right view, uh, you need to practice seven factors. But in the Majjhima Nikaya Sutta 43, uh, it says after right view, you have to practice five. Yeah? So the five in the Majjhima Nikaya equals this, is the same as the seven factors in the Aryan Eightfold Path. No? So when the first one uh, in the five factors uh, is Sila. So in the Aryan Eightfold Path, what is Sila? Sila is the second factor, right thoughts. Third factor, right speech. Fourth factor, right action. Uh, fifth factor, uh, right livelihood. Uh, this is the sila component. Uh, and you get this uh, soon after you get right view. Because once you get right view, uh, you have discarded your wrong views, you got rid of wrong prejudices, you got rid of wrong thoughts. So you'll naturally, uh, you will get right thoughts. Lo. And because of right thoughts, uh, you will get right speech. Lo. Because before you speak, uh, you have to think. Ma. So if you have right thoughts, you will have, have right speech. La. And then because of right thoughts also, you have right action. La. Because before you act, also you will think. Uh, so because of right thoughts, right speech and right action, la, you will have right livelihood. Cari makan without harming anybody. So you see, uh, after you get right, um, right view, uh, you will... Uh, come naturally, uh, this, the, the other four factors will come naturally, they will follow naturally. You know? uh, this is sila. You know? So after that, uh, is listening to Dhamma and discussion of Dhamma. But listening to Dhamma and discussion of Dhamma is, falls under right mindfulness. Hmm? Right mindfulness, you have to be mindful of the body, feelings, mind and Dhamma. So when you listen to Dhamma and you discuss Dhamma, that is uh, mindfulness of Dhamma, which falls, which falls under right mindfulness. Uh, so, after that is Samatha and Vipassana. Samatha, we know, uh, is meditation that gives you the jhanas, uh, that gives you samadhi. Uh, so, it is the eight factor. Uh, 
right concentration. So you find uh, Vipassana is the two remaining factors in the Aryan Eightfold Path, which is right effort uh, and right mindfulness. Yeah. Uh, so they translate uh, Vipassana wrongly uh, as insight. Cannot be. Vipassana is the work uh, that gives you insight. Mm. That is right effort and right mindfulness. Okay. The second question. That uh, that eight hours uh, comes from Tai Si Vasa. He's a pure land monk. He is his own concoction, uh, his own idea. And somebody dies, uh, don't touch him for eight hours. Uh, half of the Mayana monks also don't believe. Uh, those who don't follow the pure land, they don't believe in that. Uh. So, I mentioned just now, uh, when a person, when a doc- doctor says uh, a person has died, uh, his breathing has stopped, his uh, heart has stopped. Uh, and those two have stopped, uh, it also means uh, his five senses have stopped. He's not aware of seeing, hearing, smell, taste and touch. Uh, so you slap him also, he won't know. Why cannot touch him? <laughs> Sometimes uh, when a person is pronounced dead by the doctor, uh, they wheel that body uh, into the cold room. They keep him in the cold room. And it has happened uh, after two weeks when they take out that body, uh, they find that fellow is alive. Uh, any other thing? Yes. Yes, the mic. Mm. Mm. The Buddha could see his past life and he said that some people get to know of their past life uh, by meditation. My question is, is it important to know our past life or is it just for people understanding what's happening in this current life? No, the Buddha said, uh, it's not important to know. Uh. The Buddha said, uh, don't run into the past. Don't run into the future. Don't think of your past. Don't think of the future. Stay in the here and now. You know, there are some children now who remember their past life. They want to go back to their old home. And sometimes the parents bring back, bring them back to their old home uh, and they see their former relatives. But after that, uh, it seems that child uh, goes into depression, you know, because of attachment. Uh, so don't think of your past. If you think of your past, uh, all that sorrow will come up. I've seen uh, a documentary. There's a doctor in Australia. He asked for volunteers, those people who want to remember their past life. He hypnotized them. And then they talk about the past life. There's one lady. She said about 200 years ago, uh, she was a princess in France. She remembered the place where she stayed the town, everything. So the doctor brought her back there and they recorded it. So uh, when she went to that place, uh, she remembered the old roads uh, and went back to the old castle, you know, where she lived as a princess. When she came to that castle and saw that castle, uh, she broke down and cried. uh, Cried so uncontrollably. uh. She didn't understand. I mean, she's she's now a different person. Why should she, why should she cry? This is uh, all emotions come up. The attachment. Uh, 
those people that you love before uh, and you think about them uh, uh, so better don't remember lah. <laughs> hey, don't talk about so far lah. if your relative has passed away this life lah, when you think of that relative also your tears will come down yes or not you think of your mother who has passed away yes or not any other thing somebody just now there wanted to ask There, there, there. Mm. We will take another one or two questions and uh, we I don't mind going later if people are interested. <laughs> okay, yes, I do. Okay, uh, good evening, Mante. I have one question to Anna. Okay, if uh, someone already passed away, normally, uh, if you say from the Taoism uh, point of view, they will get the mom to do the chanting. And if let's say for the Buddhists, normally they will chant the lightning bowl uh, kind of uh, mantra or mantra. So if let's say the person normally they don't really I mean, understand all this stuff about or dharma about, can they understand and is it will be helpful for the person who already passed away? No, la, all this chanting is for the people who are alive. <laughs> people who are alive uh, want their chantings. So they feel uh, at least they do something for the departed. But it doesn't help the departed. Na. A few years ago, there was a lady in Tapa. She had an accident. Na, and the son, 15 years old, she was about 45 years old. Na, and uh, both of them died. Na. Then the family uh, got the Lamoloa, how can say Sai Kong, na, to do the chanting for two nights. Na. On the second night, na, when the Always chanting was going on. Uh, there were many people in the house that night. Uh. So many people in the house, uh, but only three people uh, heard the ghost crying. Only three people heard the ghost crying. Why? Because uh, these three people uh, are closer to the dead person. So the dead person uh, feels uh, only these three people uh, will take the trouble will take the trouble to help them. Uh, so after that, uh, the next day, they came to see me. Uh, so you see, uh, 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 then uh, after that, uh, two weeks later, uh, the, the ghost came again to visit another relative. And this relative, other relative, uh, sells fruit. Uh, in front of a restaurant. So in the late afternoon, uh, he was standing by his stall. Uh, and then an old lady got out of the car to go to the restaurant to eat. Uh. When she got out of the car, she fell down. She fell down, uh, then she looked around. Who caused her to fall down? This lady uh, has this yam yong nan able to see ghosts. She saw the two ghosts standing beside the fruit seller. So he went to tell the fruit seller, there are two ghosts standing beside you. That man didn't believe. He said, what? Ghosts standing beside me. What do they look like? So the old lady described. She said, the lady, about 40 something years old, all bloody. The younger one, like a teenager, his head, seems to have got, got hit by something, uh, smashed in. Uh. When he heard, uh, he got a shock. 
That's exactly like his relative. Uh, so, so he asked the old lady to talk to them. Uh, what do they want? So the, the younger ghost uh, spoke to the old lady. He said, uh, my brother uh, uh, is not happy. Uh. She, we go back to our old house, uh, cannot enter the house. So she, they complain, uh, all the chanting uh, never help us. <laughs> See? All the chanting doesn't help. Mm. Okay. Mm. Any other thing? You know, nowadays, Mayan uh, monks, uh, when they say they're going to have a fahui, what do they mean? They're going to do chanting, isn't it? Yeah. But during the Buddha's time, uh, I understand from another monk, Fahui is not chanting. Fahui is a Dhamma assembly. Like now, now we are having a Fahui. We are not doing chanting, we are listening to Dhamma. That is the real Fahui. Any other thing? Any more questions for the Bo? Yeah, oh, one at the back. you mentioned the ghost. So, how, how did you help them to understand? Interesting, it's very interesting. One of the things uh, the ghost said uh, was, the mother looked inside her house, uh, cannot go inside the house. Then she saw uh, the Sanji Pai, uh, the tablet uh, for the dead, uh, does not have her name. So she said uh, she wants uh, this Sinchu uh, Pai. Uh, she wants, the mother wants. Uh. Then the man asked the old lady to tell them. Uh, you cannot enter the house. Uh, why you still want the tablet there? Then the, la the, the lady goes said, uh, Even though I cannot enter the house, uh, I see the name there uh, also satisfied. <laughs> this, this shows, uh, so, so they asked me, uh, the man asked me, I say, uh, the simple thing, uh, she wants do it for her. Uh. Hmm. So you see, uh, when we have a wrong view, uh, when we go for rebirth, uh, we carry the wrong view with us, you know. I've heard, uh, I've read somewhere, uh, there are some people, they believe in God. Uh, after they pass away, uh, they're still looking for God. They expected to see God, uh, but they didn't see God, they're still looking for God. So it's very important uh, to get your view right. Otherwise, uh, you carry a wrong view. Mm. Thank you, Bhante, for your uh, novel Dharma sharing. Um, I've read a uh, lot of articles from our leadership. About what? On the need for us to have noble heart, noble thoughts. Uh, to regain living kindness, compassion to all living beings. So there's a basic way to honor the teachings of the Buddha and also to practice his teachings and uh, 
So the best way for us to be protected from spirits and to be guided by devas would be to have a kind and noble heart and noble mind. So um, the use of like uh, amulets or you know um, for for protections and all that are not superior to those you know, with noble hearts and noble intentions. So um, and also our act of sharing of merits after each meritorious deed to all the devas who uh, will the devas continue to protect us to show us the way. Um, like from this Dharma talk, we will share the merits that we all have to devas to the teachers and guardians who will guide us in the future. We don't share the merit. At the end of the talk, huh, we invite the devas to rejoice with us. Huh? Because when there's a Dharma talk, huh, uh, quite often the devas and devis will go on to come and listen. Huh? So after that, we invite them to rejoice with us. Huh? Now you talk about uh, practicing all those things. Huh? But the most important thing huh, is to listen to the suttas. When you listen to the suttas and you get right view, huh, you have immeasurable blessings, huh? countless blessings. Huh? When you get right view, become an Arya. Any more question? One day, um, some of the old men are deceased and they want to die at home. They don't want to die in the hospital. Uh, is there a reason? Attachment. Uh, attachment. Just like some people, when they are dying, uh, they don't want to die until they see their son. Okay, you mentioned rejoice, the neighbor rejoice What is rejoice in Chinese? <laughs> I'm a Penang Baba, I don't know the Chinese. What is the right word? Rejoice means to squeeze here. Okay, uh, but then there's some people who teach that you uh, now we we are we burn the, the, the money like you know paper money. Uh, but some teachings some Chinese teachings that they say not to burn all these papers money. So what is your opinion? You burn paper money, they will get paper money. <laughs> but then uh, it's like giving you. Japanese notes lah. Those notes that were used during the Japanese time, ah, tak boleh pakai. Ah, in the ghost realm, ah, they don't use money. Why you want to give them money? So what they use? <laughs> they don't what they use to. They don't use anything, ah. Every night they only looking for food. But there are different classes of ghosts lah. Some are like human beings. Uh, except that you don't see their feet, no? feet not touching the ground. No? Mm. There are some that are very hungry, there are some that are very fierce, with Dracula teeth. So many different types. No? Uh, what is your opinion on some people who dream of the thing ancestors? No? They, they dream of them doing business in, in the. Doing business? Wang uh? uh. <laughs> Imagination. Imagination. Mm. 
sometimes we dream of somebody has passed away and then we think it's real and then later we find it's not real that person didn't pass away this one instance is a friend of my mother uh children her children don't practice Buddhism so they didn't pray for her and when she was alive she practices the Japanese way and when one day my sister dreamt her she come and say that her children did not do the tortu for her after that then we we as friend I do the tortu for her the thing is that she came back. She came back to the dream and said that we need that problem. So, don't know what to do. It is possible that she is born as a ghost. Huh? And I mentioned just now, huh, she still has the wrong view huh, that Chow Tu will help her. Huh? So, even they do Chow Tu for her, huh, she will still be in the ghost realm. Chow Tu, Chow tu is just... Chow Tu has she will still be in the ghost realm. It doesn't help at all. I mentioned just now, Ma, the woman and the son passed away and they invited the Taoists to do the chanting for them. And then they say, and they came back and say, never benefited from the chanting. No, Chow Tu cannot help. Even the Buddha cannot help. How can your Chow Tu help? Louder, louder. Put nearer your mouth. Uh, why some of the living person can somehow dream of the another living person, right? Uh, like who's about to die and then can dream of uh, their time of not time, you If they dream only once, uh, it's not important. Uh, but if they dream dream often, uh, that means that person is somebody you know from the past life, and he wants help. Uh. Uh, it really happened more than once. Huh? It really happened more than once. So. I say he wants help. No. Anybody else got a question? Uh, but they have to ask, why is it that when someone is uh, sick or putting them, they always dream of their parents coming with them in case. Why? Why is it this true? Probably means they are going to the ghost realm. Because a lot of people, they live a normal life. Huh? They used up your blessings. Huh? The human realm, huh? is one of the two happy destinations of rebirth, human and heaven. So we live as a human being. Uh, every day we are enjoying life. You watch Astro, you drive, uh, yeah, maybe you have a few cars in your house, aircon in your house, big house. Uh, you want to Chia Hong also anytime, you can go to China or other countries. Uh, you eat good food. So you are using up your blessings every day. By the time you pass away, eh, if you don't know how to replenish your blessings, eh, you will go into the ghost realm. So 
So maybe 60-70% of humans after you pass away, yeah, you will go into the ghost realm. Speak louder. Put, 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 put that. No la. If a child does dana, if he wants the parents to receive, he must inform the parents that he is doing it on their behalf or something, and the parents must be happy. So, if you tell your mother, oh, I'm going to the monastery to do dana this Sunday and I want to transfer the or share the marriage with you. La. And if she thinks, uh, this Bodo girl, uh, give me the money, I go play mahjong better. Then she won't get, ma. she's not happy. She must accept it, must be happy, uh, then only she can get. Then if your relative is, for example, in a coma in the hospital and you do dana and you transfer the marriage to that person, uh, that person doesn't know how can he get. He must know and then he must be happy to receive. That's why normally I tell people if you want to do uh, some dana, some offering, uh, and you want to transfer marriage to your departed relative, uh, a few nights beforehand, uh, you should tim hyong, tiam hyong, and inform them. Uh. The Buddha said we have many relatives and friends uh, in the ghost realm. And when we do any charity, we must inform them, transfer the merit to them, then they'll be happy. You know? One devotee told me, uh, his friend, uh, husband and wife were sleeping at night. Around midnight, uh, they heard a lot of noise in the garden. And he, the man asked the wife to go and see who's making all that noise. The wife went to the window, opened the window and looked, uh, Nobody there. They went back to sleep. So while later, again a lot of noise. Again the wife went to see. Huh? Nobody. And then she thought, not possible. Huh? Then she remembered they have a CCTV. Went to see the CCTV. Huh? Saw an old lady sitting outside. And got a shock. Went to the window. Nobody. Went to the CCTV. Old lady sitting there. Went to the window again. Nobody. So went back and told the husband. Husband came to see, no? and both got a shock. Uh, both went to sleep, no? And the next day, uh, they went to this uh, Taoist temple and asked the medium uh, to to find out. Uh. So the medium went into a trance and then told them, uh, "This lady is your wife's previous life, uh, uh, Laima." Uh, Previous life, uh, the ghost uh, was the maid uh, who looked after your wife when she was a baby. Now she's reborn in the ghost realm uh, for so long. Uh, nobody to help. Nobody uh, is able to help her. Mm. So she's looking for help. Uh. So maybe she knows uh, that this lady, uh, she has friends who are Buddhists uh, who can tell her what to do. Uh. Hmm. So you see, uh, previous life you have forgotten about her. Uh, when she's suffering, she's still looking for you. I have a devotee. Uh, the brother died 10 years ago. 
after he became a Buddhist, uh, the brother came back, uh, entered the sister's body, uh, and called for his name, uh, want him to help. Uh. So you see, before he studied Buddhism, uh, the brother never came because the brother probably knew uh, that he won't help. He don't know how to help. And now that he's become a Buddhist, uh, he's more likely to help. Uh. That's why the brother 10 years later came back looking for him. Okay, shall we stop here? Thank you very much, Mante. I'm sure you have a lot of questions to ask your heart and your mind. Uh, and lots of us, uh, late maintainers, we usually wait until the last minute before the question can arise. Right? So we are not stopping you from becoming, uh, becoming Arya. Tomorrow, uh, come over to the temple at before 7.30, possibly at 7. Uh, we are offering breakfast dinner to Mante and the rest of the monks in Sydney. Thereafter, probably you can have another short uh, Q&A or Dharma talk with Mante. That will be your last final questions. Yeah? Anyhow, uh, let's compose ourselves and uh, we allow Mante to uh, do the transfer of this. I would advise you all uh, to listen to the suttas. La. You can get them in the SD card. Na which our monastery has made. Uh. Either you come to the monastery itself uh, or you can get a friend to come, uh, get those SD cards and listen. It will benefit you a lot. A uh. uh, few people who had depression, after they listened to the Dhamma talks, uh, they start to let go and they got rid of their depression. Uh.